Vinny, Vinny, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. Hey, everybody, welcome back to our awesome podcast. <laughs> it's been a long time, but we're back and it's more powerful than ever. <laughs> I mean, we don't remember what we're called, but hey. <laughs> no, no, you heard us at the beginning, and that's right. This is the Partnership Vision Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time, guys. Uh, this has been long in coming. We've just had a lot going on in our lives as we've transitioned back into Texas and We've been just, you know, spending a lot of time with family, a lot of time with uh, Brandy's parents and and just, you know, getting built up and getting our idea for the future and what we're going to be working on. And it's been a really great relationship building time. And now we're getting our podcast going again, getting our music going, getting everything uh, working up now that we're all out of recovery mode, basically. Yeah, we've had a good first year of, of learning how to work on our dynamic and just to see just how naturally and organically we do work well together and how we can help each other out and just really things work better together. Yeah, exactly. And that's really the theme of today's episode, what we want to put out there. We do have some other things that are going to be coming out. We have Love and Not Lust is going to be out, and we're going to get that editing done and have that out there, have that mini-series release that we've been really excited about. But as a nice little little warm-up in between, give you a little chomp-chomp of this <laughs> wonderful show before we get back to the, uh, the heavy hitters and the mini-series, this is all about being one with each other. And just how culture really tries to destroy that and so many different mindsets try to control that factor of oh the woman and the man they can't you know they can't do the same thing together no that's not right the man has to go do all this other stuff and then they might see each other for five hours out of the day when they're really really tired and they just want to lay down and go to sleep and even the the cultural things of oh let's go have a girls night oh it's boys night it Aren't you a girl every day? Aren't you a guy every day? It just, if you're, especially if you're married, you should be able to co-mingle and not be like, oh, it's bros time. Really, in reality, is we can co-mingle and do things together and it's not an issue. I think it's something that has just come really naturally to us. And, you know, it's just, it's it's grown in us. Like, even as, as Brandy and I were talking about it earlier, even in the very beginning when we first were getting to know each other and spending time with each other, like we just naturally gravitated toward each other and everything and all that we did. And there wasn't ever just this sense of, I need to get away and go do, go be me, you know, go do me, do my own thing. We really always just, you know, wanted to spend every waking second together as much as we could. And it wasn't so much even about what we did, just that we did it together. Yeah, we can be ourselves together. What an idea. Yeah, and, 
you know, a lot of times that's something that women are kind of better at and kind of have a, a deeper appreciation for a relationship, a deeper appreciation for connection, for connection's sake. And, you know, men, we, a lot of times we do deeply desire it, but there is a, you know, a certain stereotype of the macho male that we're supposed to be so independent that we don't even care about connection. And I think to a certain extent, we get caught up in that false identity. And I think we also, you know, feel like in some way we're, we're becoming, we're becoming too feminine if we care too much, if we want too badly to connect. And, you know, and also I think there's a lack of discipline to a certain extent too, you know, kind of being a little too ADHD where we're all over the place and we just got to be constantly active. So we can't sit still for a minute, you know, we can't, can't concentrate outside of our own head, outside of what we're thinking or what we're doing, what we're going on. And there's a need to be able to slow down and be able to think like a team and be able to include your partner in the whole process of what's going on when your thoughts and be a part of their process, what's going on in their thoughts and emotions. And that's something that has not been really very well cultivated, you know, in, in the culture of men, at least in America, I can't speak for the whole world, but I can definitely speak for America that we have not really learned a lot about how to do connection. So I think there's this this gap there there's a skill gap for where men are not as good at connection are not as good at relating and a lot of times we want to be at least secretly but we just don't do it or and sometimes you know like we think on the service level that that's that's sissy stuff and i'm not into that i don't care about that you know and 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 we've convinced ourselves of it, but it's a lie. We are human beings. We are designed to relate. We are designed to connect. We really want that woman in our life to be a part of things and to be a part of each other. And it's really a cultural lie that we need to be separate or want to be separate. Exactly. And even for the girl's side is that if, you're, if your man likes to go hunting or fishing, well, that's fine. I mean, you don't have to hunt or fish while you're with them. You can just go with, go and just enjoy nature with him while he does his thing. And bring something to, you know, especially in hunting kind of situation, something that's, you know... Quiet. Quiet. Not and, flashing light everywhere. Yeah, something that's contained. You know, bring a book. I don't know. But um, you don't have to section yourself out of it just because you know it's outside and you don't necessarily do outside if you're just one of those city girls or whatever but you can co-mingle you, you can do the same things even if you're not doing the same thing yeah and we have to we have to challenge ourselves to grow and grow out of you know dislikes and distastes like i think a lot of times we're trapped in this idea of you know, I, I don't like that kind of music, so I'm never going to like that kind of music. I don't like this kind of activity, so I'm never going to like this kind of activity. You know, that's a girl's thing to do, so I'm never going to do this thing. And that's those kinds of uh, just locked in like walls that we set for ourselves become walls between each other and keep us from commingling, keep us from being involved in each other's lives in a way that could be really meaningful, could be really enjoyable, and we just never get the chance. Exactly. Um, some of those walls can um, be pride and arrogance and different things. And really, if you just humble yourselves with each other, be vulnerable, 
And if there's an activity that you see a possibility of doing with each other, be humble and just ask, well, hey, I don't know what this is about, but would you teach me? Absolutely. And, and that can turn into a whole bonding experience that you never would have had otherwise. Just ask that simple question. It's not that hard. Yeah. And th- there's there's a whole process of how we should be growing organically in a relationship where we, you know, we need to learn that some of the things that we heavily associate with our identity, we heavily think that this is this is who I am, this is what I do, this is what I'm all about, that it can become, it can be a distraction from more important things. It can be a distraction from relationship, from intimacy, from our the real calling and vision from God for our lives. Like there, there are things, and this is just inevitable. I'm going to say this outright. I'm going to say this as like an absolute for guys and for women alike. This is a truth that you can't get around. You as a single, the things that make up your life are different than you as a couple. When you become one with someone else, there are things that are going to get milled off. You know, they're going to get ground off of you and you need to let them go. And they can be things that were healthy and were good for you in your single life. Then again, some of them might not be. Some of them might be things that you only thought were good, you know, and they might have just been placeholders. But those things that you need to you need to challenge yourself to let go of certain kinds of relationships, certain kinds of activities, not because they're bad or unhealthy, but because they're incompatible with your couple style, with, with how God designed you to function. So that's something that we have to recognize, like what are those things that we so closely identify ourselves with that really are not vital, are not really important to our identity. And this this isn't like just a, you know, hey, sit down and and write down the things you used to do when you were alone or whatever, and now you're together. You know, not not necessarily, It, it could be helpful, but mainly be observant and figure out like, from just the time that you spend together like you know I can't really involve her with this you know and this isn't really doing me any good you know we're not really clicking in this let it go release it you know don't don't continue or at least don't make it such a major part of your life anymore like set it aside to take some things and figure out hey can we find a way to do this together can we find a way of, of get, making a cross-section between a thing that you're interested in, a thing that I'm interested in, so that we can bring it in together? You get creative. You know, I'm, I'm not saying you have to drop everything that you care about and, and you just have to stop, you assimilate. know. Yeah, assimilate the Borg. <laughs> Seven of nine. Resistance is futile. No, nothing, nothing like that. But you there there you do need to have this perspective i think i think it's an important value to have that it's like you know what i would rather be with you and have you in my life than do this thing over here and don't misunderstand me i'm not i'm not wanting you to take this to an extreme i'm not wanting anybody to take this to an extreme of just just quit everything that you care about don't do anything that matters to you because you just this relationship is now all that you are no, you know, and it, it sh- this should go both ways too. Like, ladies and and guys both, you should both be working and observing and seeing what does not really, um, what's not really compatible for each other in your relationship, and also have a willingness 
to learn and set aside those distastes. You know, don't just take discomfort. Don't just take, you know, this is how I've always felt about this thing. Don't take that as a as an indicator of truth that this is never going to work. You know, that this is never going to be something that I'm going to enjoy. We're not going to be able to function in this together. So you need to give it up. No, what you need to do is really give it a real try. Like, can I find something enjoyable about this? Or can I at least find vicarious enjoyment and and seeing you have a good time and being involved with you really enjoying it and loving it yourself. You know, we we have to troubleshoot these things and figure out how to really involve each other and enjoy each other in every context. Absolutely. And and just like I've, I've referenced Alice Cooper and Cheryl Cooper many times, I mean, even in this podcast, but... You know, you're supposed to give, um, you know, all uh, not just uh, not just fifty-fifty. It's one hundred, one hundred. You know, it's it's full relationship. It's not oh, well, I'm going to meet you halfway. I'm going to meet you halfway. No, you go full full force to, you know, be there for each other and find joy in and doing things together and making each other look good or whatever the case may be. Um, you're supposed to be. It's supposed to be just that much better that we do it together. It's, it's not supposed to be like uh, this is just now a limitation on your life of things, a list of things that you can no longer do or a list of things that you now have to do, but it's supposed to become improved. Like this is this is life a hundred times better because we're in this together. It becomes teamwork. It becomes partnership. It becomes joy of getting to experience each other's enjoyment. Exactly, and and even back to couple styles, um, Joyce Meyer has even said in a couple of her um, ser- sermons for um, an example is that she she's well aware of those people that you, that can just do everything together, be happy, and that's just how they work, which that's us. But she she's like, well, for me and Dave just we i just need my own space sometimes which there's nothing wrong with that if you want some quiet time have your quiet time but there's just a balance in everything and you don't have to be you know all all together or nothing it can be you know well okay from 5 to five thirty in the evenings that's my quiet time okay that's not not a problem i mean surely the other par- partners like will understand and be like well okay i can find something to do for 30 minutes whatever you know ha- have have your your time to yourself and just you know reboot yeah and and there are mitigating circumstances of course like there are situations like if your husband's in the military or whatever and he's he's been deployed i mean there's nothing you can really do about that in the time of separation and you know there there can be like there there are mitigating circumstances but the general rule should not be well we just have to be separated this is just how it is we should be looking for every opportunity to meld and come together and combine our personalities, combine the way that we enjoy things and learn, you know, make all kinds of really cool and crazy hybridizations of the things that we enjoy. Be creative. Yeah, define your own relationship. Don't let culture define your relationship. Exactly. And I I think a huge part of the problem is that we do get stereotypes. We do get these like just Kind of, we get an image in our minds, whether from Hollywood or from whatever we saw of our parents, which usually is just idealized. You know, it's just the version that we understood that we seem to grasp as a child, which 
very rare that we're actually getting a real adult picture into what the dynamics of our parents' relationship is like, and rightly so, because it's private, and we really aren't supposed to be, you know, like the, the relationship doctor or something to our parents. You know, there's something wrong with that. And inevitably, we're going to look at them as their kids, and that's just, that's how it is. But the thing is, we get an inaccurate picture about how relationships are just supposed to be, how a husband and wife are supposed to be. And we need to learn to break out of that box and just start like examining for ourselves and just, just living life, just being organic and just finding these ways to bridge gaps. And instead of looking at it as a problem, instead of looking at it as an issue and as how do I get enough me time or how, how can I still get to enjoy the things that I want to do or, you know, oh man, I'm having to do all this crap I don't want to do because that's what you want to do. Instead of that, we should really be trying to please each other. We should be really trying to make each other happy. And we should be looking for solutions that are win-win situations where we're both like getting something we really want out of the deal. And, you know, at the end of the day, each of us should, should not be self-serving, but should be serving one another. And that's, that's an, important, an important characteristic of, of a good, strong relationship. And, and that's, that's true in any relationship, period. You know, even beyond marriage, beyond, you know, the husband and wife. In any really good relationship, you should be looking to love one another. You should be looking to really want the other's happiness. And if that's not what you're goal is if you don't want to see the other person happy and and living their best and and getting the most out of life there's something wrong with your motives there's something wrong with your heart you know and that's something that we we need to develop a culture in our own marriage in our own personal lifestyle and then in the influence of the culture all around us how we influence that culture around us we need to work on this thing more of being one, of, of really melding together, really coming together as one, you know, and like Brandy was saying earlier, like, yeah, some people, you know, you do need more time to yourself and that's fine. You know, some people, you do need some degree of, you know, laterality of being able to go and do your thing on one side and this person's doing their thing on the other side. And, and that's, that's all right. But the majority of people, I believe, have the problem of too much separation, too much being independent from each other. And I'm not saying you need to be dependent on each other. I'm not saying you need to be codependent, but you should be interdependent. It shouldn't be like, oh my God, I just can't function if you're not with me, but it should be, I don't want to function without you. (laughs) I enjoy it way too much. It's so much better to be doing things together. Why would I want to be doing anything separate from you? That's what being in love really looks like. That's what that's what it really looks like to just delight in one another, which is what the Bible says we're supposed to do. So, <laughs> by the way, yeah. yeah, it is not oh, delight in each other after hours of being apart. Is that the only time you need to delight in each other? That nope. And it says, you know, in the wife of your youth, there's like that callback to you're you're not supposed to let the honeymoon in. You're not supposed to like, oh, yeah, back in those days, we we're passionate and all that because it was at the beginning and we were young. No, you're supposed to carry that the wife of your youth. Like, remember, hearken back to how excited and how you did everything for her and how you were, you know, just this is what you were living your whole life 
forward to do was to, that it, that time that you get to be together finally, like recapture that again and again, take hold of that. That's supposed to be the passion that is involved in our daily lives and activities. And there isn't supposed to be compartmentalization between the things that really are, you know, important topics to us or just activities that we just love things things that we were made to do that we love to do things that are a part of the vision of God for our life the desires that he planted in us those things are not supposed to be separated out from our closest relationship aside from God and ourself like this we're supposed to be sharing the same vision and the honeymoon phase it just it, it like you're saying it, it shouldn't and that that should grow with you it should never depart from you it should grow with you it may look a little different than when it first started but it should be just as strong if not stronger and that's another thing about not letting culture dictate your relationship is that you know in our culture it's like oh i'm gonna i'm I'm working so hard to get this one thing you know i want to get this this uh prize or uh, just uh, put put in your own example, but I'm I'm going after what this one goal, and I, I can't wait till I get it, and I'm gonna get it, and you're so focused, you're fighting for it, and all this build up, and then you finally get it, it's like oh yay, all right now what, you know it's, you're not a cat with a toy, you know it you just that's not your relationship, you don't lose interest, and you don't just because you have it doesn't make it any less valuable. Yeah, there is no end goal. There is no finish line. It's not a race that we run to get to the end of it. It's a race that we run for the joy of running. Like it's, you know, and that that might seem crazy to people that don't enjoy running, but <laughs> if that's the case, you shouldn't be running then. Like if at the end of the day the only reason you're running is to get to that to get to that finish line, you're in the 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 wrong line of work. <laughs> you're doing the wrong thing in the first place we are supposed to get into this relationship because of the delight in each other, because of the joy of this thing that God designed for us, this what marriage is meant to be, that it is supposed to be something full of beauty, full of just so much reward. Yes, there is work involved. Yes, there is effort involved. And effort does not mean toil. You know, it doesn't mean suffering in, in, in the sense of like just this is torment. Like, w- may you, might you have to suffer? Yeah, because if that's any passion requires some degree of suffering. Like, if you're passionate about playing guitar, guess what? At the beginning, you're going to ha- hurt a lot to get those calluses on your fingers. You know, if you're passionate about drumming, you're going to walk away sore and sweaty sometimes. And some, all the time. Yeah, or bane your fingers. You know, that stuff is going to happen. And that's not something that you're just like, oh, man, I, I can't do this anymore. That's something that you're going to grow into. And, and it's just a part of the process. And it's a part of what makes you value the whole overall experience. And we can't lose our passion. And we can't stop being passionate about finding ways to involve each other, finding ways to live life. You know, when, when we're younger, as kids and teens growing up, like we're constantly a lot I, I say I, I believe anyway I think we're constantly trying to figure out how do I get that spark of satisfaction out of life how do I how do I not get bored how do I enjoy this experience how do I 
find my reason today for living. You know, we're more plugged into it, I think, in a lot of ways when we're younger than when we get older, because when we get older, we get lots of responsibilities. We get lots of things that that we can just kind of, you know, slowly grind away and dial down into where we're living largely without passion because we find discipline and responsibility to be really uh, great placeholders for passion. And they're not supposed to be. They're supposed to enrich it. They're supposed to add to it. They're supposed to give us focus, to give drive and give a direction to passion, give direction to that, that desire within us to find fulfillment in life, to have fun, to live life to the fullest. They're not antithetical to each other. You don't have to either be passionate or be disciplined. You can be passionate and disciplined. You can have responsibilities and still live like you're carefree and still live like you're just trying to surprise each other and have fun and and take joy in one another. We're not supposed to wait until we're retired. And when your life's overly half over. Yeah, yeah. When we've spent all our young, strong years just grinding and toiling and and not really involving each other in each other's lives and we're finally like learning as we get older to actually involve each other that that should not be it's so sad the pattern that we live in as a culture as a society but either way individually and uh, and as a couple you don't have to repeat that pattern exactly break the cycle and we you know we all need to do that because marriage i believe is meant for so much more than what it's culturally been for thousands of years. I think for thousands of years, there's been a huge gulf between men and women where the only point that we're meeting is a lot of times just this, the point of family and the point of like the bed in the bedroom. And other than that, it's like we're separated in a gulf of there's all these man manly things on this side and all these womanly things on this side and very little, you know, and, and things are starting to intermix a lot more in our society in some bad ways and in some good ways but we need to take all of the good we need to go full bore into not being separated not having a chasm between us not having stereotypes of masculinity stereotypes of femininity separating us out from God's calling on our lives God's vision for us especially as a couple especially as who we're meant to be to each other yeah, exactly. And your wedding ring should not be the only physical reminder of like, oh, I am married. Oh, I do have a husband. Oh, I do have a wife. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. You know, that no. The, what Your wedding ring is a symbol of your love and is a symbol of your love to show outwardly to others. And that along with you being together, is it, it shows the example of real love, real passion, real teamwork and true happiness and i mean when you're around happy people you tend to be happier and it's just it's the simple things not just the complicated things absolutely and it comes down to mindfulness and intentionality because i mean you can you can be together in a house for hours and hours and not really have the heart attitude of really being together really involving each other you know that that for us, that would that just feels weird because we're so it's just so a part of our habits. It's a part of how we are that we involve each other all the time. We're constantly looking for connection, looking to each other for for relationship, for intimacy, to to enjoy things together. 
but th- we see it where, and we see where disconnection can happen, and we see it in other people's lives where they can be in the same house for hours and hours, and just because you happen to be in the same space doesn't mean it's quality time. No, you can be in separate rooms watching separate shows and be under the same roof, but, but you'd be even more alone and separate because of the situation or you can be somewhere else in your mind even though you're right there in in the body and in in person you're not there in your mind you're not there in your heart and so we have to really cultivate that intentionality about being a part of each other being involved and intertwined with each other and that's not something that just goes on happens on autopilot that's something we choose with our will we choose to be a part of each other every day. We choose to involve each other and to make choices that are growing the kind of life that we want together. Purposeful. Yes. So that's that's what we're wanting to share. That's what we're wanting to put out there to you guys. Like this is something that, you know, it's just it's been at the seed, at the very beginning of our relationship, you know, before we ever even dated the first time yeah before we ever even really dated before we ever even really knew what god was going to do in our life this was something that god was really already cultivating already cultivating within both of us individually and then in us together as we came together and And, oh sorry go ahead um even with um different like prophetic words and things that we've gotten we've been called the dream team we've been We've been given a team prophecy and calling, and even through just prayer, we've found out that we are indeed meant to be together on on jobs, activities, and different things, and we couldn't be happier about it. Yeah, we never we never find that it gets unwieldy to have each other side by side. We never find that it's like, oh, shoot, I can't do this because... I have to be around you or you have to be with me or whatever, or you have to go do this thing. So I can't like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to be right here with me. We're this is going to be 10 times better. We're going to do so well at this and we're going to have so much fun and we'll have this to talk about for years to come. Exactly. That's, that's, that's our, that is our attitude. And you know, so sometimes there are things that, all right, so we don't do this or we don't get to do that or whatever. But it's a small sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not it's not even a sacrifice in our mind because it's like, uh, have to go and do this thing without you. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. What what benefit is that to me really? Like that's it's not something I want to do, and it's not something, something I have to do. If it's not something I have to do either, then it's like, uh, no, you know. And that's I think our relationships should be that desirable to us being with our spouse should be that desirable to us you know and does that mean there's never a thing where it's like okay i need to go over and do this thing and you need to do that thing you know no sometimes it happens like a different you know you take care of this task i'll take care of that task we'll meet in the middle but it's so that we can get back together as quickly as as possible possible. and that too gets chores done 10 times quicker yeah it's a quality of time thing you know we we want to get those things over with so that we can really have the most quality of time together. That's true motivation. <laughs> yeah, it's very motivating. So, you know, it's all about why you're doing what you're doing and what you're moving toward. And I want to challenge the men especially. Guys, what is there in your life that you are obsessed with that you really just find, you know, the thing that you think just makes you alive or makes you that person that you are? Is it 
getting in the way of your relationship? Is it cutting off intimacy between you and your wife? And if you can be honest and you can see that that's the case and that's what's going on, then I would challenge you, start thinking about that. Don't just write it off. Don't just, I don't know what to do about it. This is just how I am. Don't, don't do that. Start thinking about it. Start trying to figure out how can I mitigate this and how can I maybe completely solve it? How can I completely change the whole scenario? Is there a way of involving her in this? Is there a way, is it even healthy for me to be doing? And if it is, how do we do it together? And find that and and also question like, do I need to be doing it as much as I am doing it? You know, like there's a lot of questions to be asking because look, the thing is, those, those things that you might think are so important and so just a part of your life and are just, you know, you can't imagine not doing and you wouldn't think you're the same person if you weren't doing them. Really think about the gravestone test. Really think about it. If at the end of the day, you know, you die, will that be the most valuable thing or will it be the relationships? Will it be, you know, what will your regrets be that you didn't do more of that thing or that you didn't spend the time that you should have with your wife, that you didn't get closer together, that you didn't be, you weren't all that you could be together. You won't regret time spent. And, you know, you might think in your mind, well, I just want to do more of that. Of course, that would be my regret. You see, you know, that that's something you can say easily enough, the luxury of it easily enough. But if you really were put in that circumstance, in that situation, I think you'd find out, despite whatever you want to believe about yourself, that really... What you would regret is the time you didn't spend together. What you really would wish that you had done was learn how to do more things together, be more a part of each other's life, have a more fulfilling relationship and a vision, you know, and have a vision to carry out together. You're supposed to be on an awesome adventure together. Called life. And it's not, it's, it's not glorifying the norm. I'm not trying to glorify nominal living. I'm not trying to glorify what's boring, you know, like back to, back to the Incredibles, like Mr. Incredibles thing. If we're just trying to find more and more ways of celebrating mediocrity and its insanity, <laughs> like that's no, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be celebrating mediocrity and just putting up with life that just basically sucks, but we're supposed to pursue passions together. That's the point. The point isn't let go of everything that makes you you. The point is meld it together. Make it a hundred times better by being in it to win it together. And your passion should be renewed every day. You, like, you should be excited at the, at the very beginning and going through it. You shouldn't just be uh, resting on your laurels, as the, the saying goes. But your passion should be fresh and then even stronger as days go on. Yes, you know, we got we got to get motivated. You know, we got to get motivated. We got to stay motivated. It's a discipline. It's an area that that requires thought. And I mean, and this is true for for the ladies too. Like, hey, look, you know, I understand girl time. I understand wanting to have your gal pals and like, well, let's go to this and let's go to that. But you know, a part of where that comes from is because of men not being willing to to do the same activities with you. And feeling like you just have to, if you ever want to do anything with him, you have to cater to how he wants to do it. And otherwise, like the only time you ever get to do what you want to do is, is if you go do it yourself or go do it with your, with your lady friends. But the reality is like, there are things that, that you need to bring him into. You need to come into it together. You need to start doing things together. You need to find the cross-sectionality to 
enjoy life together and don't just become hardened in your ways and set in your ways where it's like, well, this is just how it is. I just go and I do my girl time and this is how I get my needs met and this is how I do my thing. Like you don't want other people, women or otherwise, to be filling in for where it should really be your spouse, for where it really should be the ultimate experience of enjoying life together. Like it's way more fulfilling to let your spouse be the one in your life that's that's doing that and as a part of all of that for you than trying to fill it in with other friends and with other people and, and with yourself even. Like that's not what we're here for. We're not here to figure out a way of managing life with each other and managing to deal with not getting what we need from each other. We're supposed to really be finding the optimum and the best and the highest kind of life that we can possibly have. And it is doable. It is achievable. And I can guarantee you that there is more things you can be doing together than you are currently. I can guarantee you that with creativity and with really putting your heart into it and, and listening to the voice of God, listening to the desires he's placed in your heart, that you can figure out what the true vision for your life together is supposed to look like. And it's, it's way more togetherness. It's way more involvement. It's way more satisfaction in delighting in each other than where you're at right now. You know, and that's, that's not a statement that, hey, all y'all are messed up and not where you're supposed to be. But we are all, you know, just in a process. We're all just at a beginning of knowing what heaven is supposed to be like, you know, and heaven is not just the afterlife. Heaven is now. The kingdom of God is within us. We are to be living this thing out and we are to be building out this vision that God has for our life. So get, get after it, get busy, get after it. It's time to pursue the best that God has for you. Absolutely. And just because you haven't explored that yet i mean it, it can be a, like a transition time for you it is like you, if you're not already doing things together and trying to commingle and do all these things that we've been talking about there is a transition period i mean it you can't it's not like you can go from one extreme to another just overnight but take pride in the good kind of pride and the transition process and just really put your whole heart in it and and seek and pursue your 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 spouse um it just because you're not dating anymore technically you can still date your spouse and just pursue them with the same fervor that you had before and even more so now that you, you guys are actually one and that actually does mean something regardless to what culture tries to preach to you and tries to subliminal message you and whether it be movies tv uh, music social media we really get choked with a lot of things, more more things than a lot of people are aware of, and what some of our podcast episodes upcoming will be about. Um, but don't let your marriage, your relationship, be affected by culture because culture says, "Oh, well, you need to be apart." You know, that's just how life is. No, if you're called to be together, and if you have a passion to be together, you pursue that passion, and you don't let go of that calling. So that's pretty much the heart of what we have to share with y'all. And we just wanted to put that out there because that's, that's something that's been burning on us for a while. And, you know, in some ways, I think we're, we're still trying to find the language. We're still trying to really be able to, to articulate this fully, you know, because for us, it's just, 
it's just something God's put in us. It's just something that's so solid that's there. And, you know, I'm not saying that at all to brag about it or, or you know, hey, we got it all together. No, God put this in us, and I, I'm humbled, and I put it before him, you know, every day. Thank you, Lord, that we have this kind of relationship. Thank you that we are able to enjoy this life together. We're able to enjoy each other like this. You know, it's it's wonderful. And and that's, that's important to cultivate that gratitude. It's important to thank God for your spouse every day and say all the good things there are about them. Rehearse them to God and yourself to, to, to keep that before your mind and really value them properly and really live in, in, a, in a state of delighting in them. It's important to do that. But in all humility, like, I can't take credit for being this way. I can't take credit for the fact that we are like this, like God has poured so much into us and has sown this seed, has given us this truth to bear and to, to take it and and show it out to the world, show it forth that this is what marriage can be. This is what it can look like. And, you know, because it, in some ways, because it just seems to come so naturally because God just planted this in us, it's a real process to see it break out above ground and and be something that I can really show other people that we can really share with you because it's it's in it's in our roots you know it's in our heart work so so deeply that to express it and to bring it out that's that's our goal here we want to share it and we want it to not just like not just sharing like oh look at us you know look at what we are but, but to show it's not just a pipe dream that it is a reality and it can be your reality yeah give you the blueprint and give you the some of the seed yourself that you can you can sow it out there you can get this going in in your field you can get this going in your your relationship garden it can actually grow you can actually see this kind of lifestyle where you're not just segregated out because you're, you know, it's man and woman and we're just different. And this is just how it is. You can actually have the full realization of what God intended, like Eden, what it was meant to be, man and woman walking together in the garden with God, the grand adventure of going forth, taking dominion over the earth, all the different ways that that looks for different personalities, different skill sets, different things. Like if God intended you to be together there is a vision for your life. There is a vision for your marriage. There is, and it's not this, you have your vision, I have my vision. There is a vision for you together. The two become one. Absolutely. So anyway, that's it before we get up on our soapbox any further. Because <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> we, we love y'all, and we just hope that uh, this really resonates with some of you and gives you, you know, if, if nothing else, just some hope and gives you a mental picture of something to look forward to, to expect for those of you that don't have your partner yet that you're looking for or might have some, yeah, <laughs> might have some issues with your current partner that you're, you know, it's not quite looking like this yet. You know, or if you do have an awesome partner and your marriage is actually pretty, pretty cool, but we're, we want to inspire you. We want to challenge you to go higher, to go further, to get more out of life together, live life to the hilt, because that's, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're here. We're here for. We're not here to just wait around until we die. We're here to really fully live life. Amen to that. So that's it for now, guys. And, uh, we'll catch you later. Catch you later. Love each other.
Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Welcome back now, you hear? 